What's going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat-up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. Hey, good people. I'm so incredibly glad you decided to join me here today. We've got a good bit to talk about, and there's a lot that I'm excited about. Um, But it's become increasingly apparent to me that people have a problem with us when we change. And and it starts with, they're like, bro, you're not the same. Like, I, what happened to being real? And just because you change does not mean that you're not being real. Just because you evolve does not mean you're being real. Actually, anything that doesn't change over time is considered dead. Um, if, if you took a tree and you planted the seed in the ground and the seed never sprouted anything up, you would say it was something wrong with the tree. If that tree was a very same seed five years later and it had not sprouted, it was not green. It didn't have leaves. It didn't have a trunk. You would say that there was, that was a bad seed. If a child was born into the world and it didn't grow day by day, you would say that the child was failing to thrive and you would say there was something wrong with the child or your parenting. If you had a church and that church has the same two members from the day of his founding to the day of his extension, you would ask yourself, is the choice the church really doing its job? If you had a business and the business made the same amount of money that it, every single day, you would say that the business was not being managed well. Even, even in a relationship, if the relationship never progressed beyond, beyond the way and the conversation that you had on the first date to the next date to 20 years into the relationship, you would say that there was something ill in that relationship. Now, there are some things in each situation that we like to maintain. We would say that the spark that you had on the first date, you want that spark to continue. But I dare to say that I, even if there's this great spark on the first date, I want there to be more of a spark 20 years into the relationship. 20 years into my marriage, I hope that I look into those eyes and I'm more enamored than I was today. Okay, I'm I'm just being real with you and you may not agree with me. You may not think that things work that way, but I want to be more in love 20 years from now than than what I am now or what I was then. Uh, Why? Because I want to grow. You know, after you've experienced some things, you've gone through some things, something ought to impact you and cause your heart to shift. Even the heart of God has shifted from time to time. We saw that with King Hezekiah. He told Hezekiah he was about to die, but Hezekiah came to God and his heart, the where the place that his heart was in shifted God, that God gave him 10 more years of life. If you don't progress, if nothing, if you never evolve, that's not healthy. That's not, it's not good. If, if I, you know, let's think about it like this in teaching Bible study and teaching youth church and preaching on a regular basis. If the people who sit up under my tutelage never evolve. Never get up, never grow, never do anything more than what they do. I think there would be something wrong with my teaching. I would be questioning, what am I doing wrong? Why Why is? Why are things not growing? If I had a garden, and I'm allergic to a lot of this stuff, so I probably wouldn't have a garden. But if I had a garden, and I'm planting, and I'm nurturing my soil, and I'm fertilizing it, and I'm burning the ground every few years, and I'm making sure that everything is going right, I'm watching it, making sure that the rabbits are not eating it, and that the animals not are, are not attacking it by night, I'm making sure that it's getting the best nutrients, and I never see a sprout in the ground, and nothing ever changes, that ain't good, that's not good, so why do we expect that from our friends, I'll tell you why, because if you're not growing, and the people next to you are growing, you think it's something wrong with them. But the issue is not with them. The issue is with you. 
If everybody around you is, is, is going up and doing bigger and better things and you are not moving and you're not trying to move, that's the issue. I wouldn't be concerned if you're doing everything in your power to grow and you don't see any progress. That means that progress is happening on the inside. And, but here's the good thing about what happens on the inside. What happens on the inside always comes outside. But if you, if you sitting here doing the same things that you were doing 10 years ago and you have not moved at all, nothing on the inside, your heart has not changed. Your body has not changed. Your, what you're doing has not changed. You still sitting on the same block talking about the same people over and over again, there's something wrong with you. The people who get up and get out and do more, there's not an issue there. And if you're the people who are getting up and getting out and every time you go back home, people have a problem with you, baby, don't, don't, don't sit there. You know, what's funny is that we sit here and we talk about, um, holidays and how some people in our family are doing extremely well. And then there's some people in our family who just seem bitter and envious. And it seems like anything that you do is never good enough, even though they haven't done much in their lives. And they always seem so upset or disgruntled with the progress and the things and the successes that you have. And they always are trying to pick and find a flaw. And so I've, I've watched and talked to many family members and they feel so upset and they feel so despondent. And they're like, it's like nothing I do is never enough. And so here is my encouragement to you. Don't worry about it. Their name is not God. They're not Jesus the Christ. And if they can't rejoice in the progress that you're making, if they can't get excited about the things that God is doing in your life, I don't care if they can or not. You don't need them. And, and, and that's not even me being rude or being mean or being unchristlike. There are some people who could not go with Jesus. Let's think about this just for a second. When Jesus went up to pray the day before he was crucified, he did not ask the 12 to accompany him. He only took two. Everybody cannot go where you're going and everybody's not going to understand what you're doing. That's not to say that the 12 disciples were not faithful to him. That's not to say that the other, the, the other, the other 10 did not love him. Well, maybe Judas not so much, but that's not to say that those other nine didn't love him and didn't desire him and were not his friend and didn't want the best for him and didn't have hearts after him. That just means that everybody is not going to understand everything that you do. That doesn't mean that you don't need to shift. That doesn't mean that you don't need to grow. That doesn't mean that you don't need to progress. What it means is you need to keep moving. Okay. You've got to keep moving because if you stop because people have a problem with what you're doing, what are you telling God? You're saying that people's opinions are greater than yours. And is that really what we want to tell God? And we really want to tell God that, hey, I value these folks opinion more than I, I value yours. I know you told me to get up and go, but these people are talking about me. You told me that you would keep me and you would never leave me nor forsake me. But these people are forsaking me. You told me that you, I had not seen nor ear heard what you, what you had in plan for me. But these people said that this was not your plan for me. And so you're telling God that I trust the opinions of people more than I, I trust your word. I trust the opinions of people more than I, than I value your, your promises. And so how foolish would it be that we would let go of what God has said and embrace what man has said and man can't see past tomorrow when God has written eternity. So don't be afraid to shift. Like, do not be afraid to shift. And, and I'm going to tell you why. So I've had a couple of moments of shifting in my life, especially when it comes to like working out because I'm not like a worker. Like, I don't really like to work out, but I like to swim, love to swim. And so, but even, even when I get busy or when, you know, you, you, you get, a, you get your hair, like hair, right. You're like, I don't really want to get no water. Uh, and so there would be periods of time where I would stop swimming, even though I knew that swimming was a thing that helped my blood pressure stay in regulation and how I would always tell that my blood pressure was getting out of regulation. My head would start hurting again. 
And that was usually tell that was usually a sign that my blood pressure was high. And so I needed to do something about it. And so, but but that wasn't the tip in, in the, recently. I was hanging out with someone and she called me a teddy bear. <laughs> and when I she called me a teddy bear, I looked in the mirror, I said, a teddy bear. And that was a tipping point for me. And so I had to go and shift some things because that's not how I wanted to perceive, be perceived. Now, I'm not saying when men and women say things to you that you need to go and change your life. But we have to make a decision whether we're going to change for the better or not. And when we decide that we're going to change for the better, don't let people's opinions of you be the thing that changes you. Let your opinion of you and what God says of you be the thing that turns you around and changes you. If you don't want to be perceived a certain way, don't be perceived a certain way. Go and change it. If you don't want people to think a certain way of you, go and go and change it. You know, I you know, I sit back and I and I think and I look at people who want to be perceived a certain way, but they do not do the work to be perceived the way that they want. Oh, you want to be a great person. You want people to look up to you and to put you in high positions, but you're not being a servant. Jesus not look, Jesus was, you know, Jesus was he's the he's the king. He is the king of, 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 of creation. But he came to work earth and he, he scrubbed people's nasty feet. Hmm. <laughs> you know, let's think about that. It, 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 you know, and most of us, we, we complain about rubbing our significant other's feet, let alone some stinky, nasty, crusty men who wear sandals all the time. So, you know, their feet are nasty, but he rubbed their feet. He cleaned them, cleansed them. Sometimes we get so stuck in, in, in wanting to obtain things that we don't want to do the work. One of the things that I admire about my pastor is that anytime he pulls up to the church grounds and he sees paper on the ground, he doesn't go and find somebody to get the paper off the grounds. He picks it up himself. Period. Point blank. He picks it up himself. And in doing that, he has decided that he was put here to serve Above all else. Sure, he's, he's charged with the responsibility of the church and the souls that are there. He is responsible for making sure they're fed. He is responsible for making sure that the functions of the church are carried out. But his chief goal is to serve those who, with whom he's charged to. And let's think about if we would not only, if we would adopt that in our lives, in our houses, you know, come on, fellas. If, if we, instead of, instead of lording over the house and telling everybody what to do, we decided we would serve our families. Ladies, if we decided that instead of fussing and complaining about everything that we do, if we just served our families. You know, I'm convinced. Look, look, I've watched it happen. You start serving somebody, you, somebody that's not narcissistic. You start serving somebody, they'll begin to serve you. And we begin to create a culture of servitude and not lordship. Okay, and, and, and that's important. That's important because when we cultivate a, an atmosphere of servitude, we cultivate an, an atmosphere of loving, a lovingness and kindness and goodness, which just subsequently happen to be fruits of the spirit. But we are so afraid of how we're perceived. If I serve you, you'll think I'm weak. If I serve you, you'll think that I have no power. If I serve you, you'll think that I'm, I, I'm, I'm less than, and it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, it could not be further from the truth. And I'm going to be real with y'all. We, um, two year, two or three years ago, we, we overhauled two stories on the church. They gave them to me as, as youth, youth 
for youth use. You know, we, we built out a youth sanctuary and, and game rooms and lounges and classrooms and revamped the library and, and, and put new classrooms in. You know, a lot of that work and most of the painting that went down, that happened, a lot of that stuff, I came down to the church and did, and many days by myself. Not because I wanted a pat on the back, but because it needed to be done. And and and, and people were like, well, why don't you get the kids to come down? And I'm honestly sitting here thinking they ain't coming. Uh, but it needed to be done. And I had been charged and responsible for these children. I was responsible for these situations. And so I came down and I just served. Service. Now, those, now to me, those floors look like the, the most attractive floors in the whole church. Now, they were, they were ugly. I mean, it was a hot mess up there. Shift is not a bad thing. And change is not a bad thing. Actually, change is really good. Change, like, you know, one of my favorite hymns says, Time is filled with swift transition. All on earth cannot stand. So you should build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Change is good when you're holding to the hand of God. Change is, is solid when you're holding to the hand of God. Don't let people think that your growth and your change is a bad thing. Your growth and your change is a great thing. The, the changes that you undergo and the things that you do are wonderful if you will hold on to the hand of God. Don't let anybody tell you that losing weight was a bad thing. You know, that's one thing. One of my friends, and I don't even think he meant any harm. Uh, when I really, really got into working out, he's like, do you really want to become a gym rat? <laughs> but coming from, but you know, people who don't work out, that's, that's, that's the perception. Wait. At the time, yeah, I needed to be a gym rat. There was some stuff on the inside of this body that needed to change. And so for a season, I was a gym rat. Now I'm more of a pool rat. I'm always there. But this body, y'all, I looked in the mirror today and I said, okay, I see you, Kojo. I see you. I see you. And we've got a, we got a, we got a little ways to go, but I can see the difference. I, I even I got dressed yesterday for church, y'all. I stood in the mirror for a good little bit like, okay, I see you. You don't look horizontal. <laughs> you look vertical. <laughs> but, you know, we, we change is good. Change is good. Growth is great. And don't let people tell you that that's bad. And don't let them shame you for the changes and things that you're going through. As long as you're changing for the better, you, you embrace the change. Embrace the doors that are opening. Embrace the things that God is doing for you. Embrace the, the, in, the inspiration to move mountains and cause walls to fall, y'all. That's what we've been put on this earth to do while we run from it. Well, I'm so glad you decided to join me for the podcast today. I'll be sure to check out ReverendKojo.com. There is new content daily. As you can see, Life School is now a daily occurrence. Um, check out Bible School for Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you can get um, the updates on Genesis, and Wednesday is Revelation Day. Y'all be blessed, and until next time, this has been Life School.